this is Brad Saints, and I'm here to say you should leave a message for me every day. Your name, your number, and what you need, and I'll get back to you, yes indeed. Just wait for the beep, you know how to do it, and later on, I'll listen to it. Unless I'm asleep or lost my phone, either way, wait for the tone, which you'll hear soon, unless this is broken, so I may not hear a single word you've spoken. So send an email or text me too, to increase the odds that I'll connect with you. Welcome back to Griff Chat, everybody. I'm your favourite community assistant, Brad, and yes, that was my actual voicemail. It's real and I get compliments all the time from people who ring me. As something different today, I'm hosting this episode solo, completely on my own, and as it turns out, it's a bit less... Hamish and Andy today, and more Bill Burr with the itinerary of today's discussions. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some snacks, Uncle Brad is here to tell you a story or two. Have you ever had one of those days where no matter what you do or what you don't do, it just doesn't seem to work out? You know, one of those, I guess this is just not my day sort of situations. I had one of those days quite recently, actually. I made a conscious effort to try and make it to one of my lectures that I've been unable to attend for numerous reasons. I've always been meaning to catch up on it, but I decided, okay, this time, Brad, This time, you are going to attend on time and go and take notes like a good student and get prepared, get ahead for this upcoming exam. So I set my alarm, went to bed, everything is running smoothly. However, on the actual day, for some reason, my alarm doesn't go off. Okay, so I'm running behind schedule, no big deal. I can make it, I can still make it, get to my car. I'm on a different, I'm in a different car because my car was currently, at the time, in the body shop getting repaired. That's a long story, but it's relevant for later. So I drive to uni, usually takes 20 minutes from my house to campus, but for some reason I always got every red light, and of course there's road work, so there was delays. Probably cost me an extra 10-15 minutes added to my usual travel time. Just barely going to make it by the skin of my teeth. I park, I pay for parking bolt to the lecture theatre, take my seat, open my laptop, ready to take notes. Oh no, I forgot to recharge my laptop from last night. Thankfully, there's a lot of power outlets, so I was able to plug in my laptop directly into one of the sockets, able to take notes. Okay, here we go. An hour into the lecture, I realise I'm in the wrong lecture. I'm in the wrong course, the wrong theatre, and it took me an hour before I realised my error. But to be fair, the reason why I didn't notice is because, funny enough, it was in a very similar topic that my lecture was supposed to be on, to my actual course. So I had to sort of awkwardly excuse myself from the lecture theatre and find out what was going on. Turns out, during the break, the convener of my course actually changed venues, so instead of being in the Copland precinct, I was supposed to be in the Coombs precinct. Yeah, that shows how much I've been paying attention to my course ever since the break, but there was about four weeks ago. It doesn't really reflect well on my work ethic, but it just seems to be one of those days where I just can't catch a break or I cannot win whatsoever. So with I did what any rational human being would do, and instead of study, I get in the car, which happens to be an all-wheel drive SUV, in a moment of, ah, oh, to heck with it. I decided to drive out of town and I ended up in the upper Cotter Reserve, just off-road into the unsealed tracks. 
It was quite spectacular, actually. It was dry enough to sort of go out and explore the wilderness that is rural ACT. I managed to see three emus, actually. It was quite splendid, able to go up really steep hills, really get into that sort of four-wheel drive mentality of driving out of places where I would never in a million years would go in my normal car. And do you know what inspired me? It was uh, the mock drops from IB uh, runs, yeah. Just going off-road into those random paddocks in the middle of nowhere sort of inspired me to rekindle that lost flame and go out exploring for a little bit. Sure, I had to catch up on classes eventually, but that's future Brad's problem. It's just one of those days where you're just able to reclaim control after a spiral of unfortunate events or clumsy time management, but just one of those days where you're just able to sort of take care of yourself, do something that you're interested in, or something completely spontaneous. As I'm recording this, I'm all alone in the CR in the middle of the night, and it's the only time quite enough to record. It's kind of spooky just talking to a microphone when the lights suddenly go off and on again from the sensors that uh, spooky Sebastian painting is just giving just staring at me was it from the charity auction or something Ooh, that reminds me of a funny story from uh, 2021 at the charity trivia I'm gonna need to add some funny music for this part it's necessary so gather around folks because Uncle Brad is gonna tell you a story about the charity auction back in good old 2021 Alright, so this was during my second year as a Griffin member, just sort of learning how to fit in. As part of this effort, I attended some trivia nights as a sort of way to meet new people and showcase some hidden talents and skills. One event in the Griffin calendar was the Charity Trivia. I thought of myself, yeah sure, why not? Why not give it a try? I mean, it's something new, I'm able to meet new people, it's something that I would be very interested in. So the night of the charity trivia came, and before you were able to register, you had to pay a $5 participation fee as part of a fundraise drive for charity. Now, as the forgetful klutz that I used to be, I completely forgot to break up some cash on me, so the smallest denomination I had was $10. The trivia was about to begin in five minutes, and there wasn't enough time for me to run downstairs, down six stories from Murray Ray, to the nearest ATM. I began pacing back and forth near the entrance wondering what to do as I was facing a pretty embarrassing situation. On one hand I could walk up and say, uh, excuse me, I was just wondering if, oh this is embarrassing, could you please give me some change for a tenner? That is the worst thing you could possibly do because it basically saying, yeah I've got money, look at this money, I have money but I'm going to contribute the absolute minimum amount because I love money too much and I'm selfish. <laughs> Possibly the worst impression you can make. But with time running out I went with plan B. I walked up to the table at the entrance and paid the tenner. I told the two at front that the $10 was a double donation because I'm that generous. Worst case scenario, it could be interpreted as me showing off, but honestly, I'd prefer flexing over being as stingy as Mr. Krabs from Spongebob. So I handed them the $10 note, they didn't blink an eye, and actually gave me a $5 note as change for a chance to purchase, and quotation marks, lives. In this trivia, we had lives like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, where we would spend some money on phoning a friend or taking away some options for a 50-50 guess. 
I thought that it was quite creative, gave me a chance to use that $5 note back towards charity without looking all boastful. I took my seat and a friend of mine, not going to reveal his name in case he doesn't want to be mentioned on the podcast, he leans over and says, Hey Brad, I know exactly what you're doing. You do? Yeah. You were trying to show yourself up and look good in front of that cute CA girl at the front, weren't you? Uh, yeah, 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 that's exactly what I was doing. Yeah, um, what can I tell you? I'm a flirt. Yeah, I'd rather have that as the impression rather than the truth, as in I just simply didn't have a lower note. It's like if you were boarding a bus and you ask change for $100, you just don't do that. It's a social faux pas. Anyways, it was a good trivia night. Our team came second. Very impressive knowledge of capital cities and geography came in handy. But uh, music, that's older than my age, was pretty much my weak spot. So that's the story of my experience with Griffin Charity and my attempt to impress the cute CA with my generousness. Totally not because it was less awkward than pulling a Mr. Krabs. Please don't look far into it, because I don't want to tell you exactly who I'm referring to. I remember when I first accepted the offer to become a CA, I was contacted by then-President Usher about the AGM election when I got in as a social rep. I remember that day quite vividly because I was at home hate-watching Riverdale on Netflix in the background while doing some other stuff. I remember I accidentally called her Archie instead of Asha because the character Archie was on screen talking to Cole Spruce's character Jughead. I botched the names, so that was another bad impression. First, the whole losing my balance moment that I've mentioned previously in the podcast's pilot, and now this. I wouldn't be surprised if she hated me back then, to be perfectly frank. But, um, back to Riverdale. Archie was droning on and on about absolute nonsense. Honestly, it really doesn't matter, because that show was just a basket case of incredibly bad writing for the sake of bad. I mean a real stinker. I'm more of a Sabrina the Teenage Witch person, which is based on the same Archie universe. The 1990s version, not the chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. I mean, with all due respect to Kian and Shipka, she absolutely nailed the look of Sabrina Spellman, but she just doesn't have the same sort of charm as Melissa Joan Hart. The only reason why anyone would watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch is not because of the cast, but because of the cat, Salem Saberhagen. The talking cat was the funniest part of the show, and the character was well written. They used a mixture of a real cat, a puppet, and an animatronic to film those scenes. And it was probably the only reason why many people even watched the show in the first place. Melissa Joan Hart was a bonus. That show brought in 12 to 13 million viewers in those first seasons. It's not small numbers and even spawned in three video game time-ids in the PlayStation 1 and Nintendo back when every popular TV show had a video game tie-in. I'm pretty sure Drake and Josh and Victorious also had a Nintendo DS game at some point. The late 90s and early 2000s were very weird. Anyway, why am I talking about Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Is it because of the fact that they casted a balding middle-aged man as a high school student? Is it because many 90s pop stars and bands featured in the show? Or is it because I need this podcast to appeal to a female audience after a noticeable dip in ratings after talking about football and guy stuff? I bring this up because this show introduced 
to the modern world, the OG trope namer for a very long time as she was the striking example of an alpha queen bee. Bee being a word that I can't say on the air. I'm talking about Libby Chesler, played by the wickedly talented Jenna Lee Green. That's a pretty long introduction to my thoughts on a podcast I listened to recently featuring Jenna Lee Green. It's a podcast called What She's Having with Ashley Eskew. Don't cry for me, lads. I made that conscious decision and suffered through it on my own free will. I immediately listened to an Eminem album afterwards to restore my masculinity, though. So, I hope that's still intact. Anywho, it was incredibly insightful to listen to how Jenna Lee Green portrayed that one girl who most girls would have known from high school. The pretty and popular girl who says the meanest things you've ever heard, but she says it with a smile. That delivery in a calm voice but the smile really digs into you, something that's ice cold. That smile was apparently the reason why Jenna Lee Green even got the part in the first place. Her iconic catchphrase of "ill" and freak is timeless with the borderline psychological warfare that takes place in high school. In year 7 to 8 in my high school years, I've had a few Libby Chesslers, and trust me, us guys were not immune to that. It's kind of like how Jack Gleason betrayed Joffrey from Game of Thrones. He sells the role so well that you just absolutely hate Joffrey with every fibre of your being. You're supposed to despise Libby Chesler, but her performance goes above and beyond to really hit that raw nerve that hits so close to that real high school memory of that one mean girl. Look, the point I'm trying to make is that Jenna Lee Green really nailed that performance. But apparently, after Sabrina the Teenage Witch, she went into Broadway where she starred in Wicked the Musical in the first North American tour back in 2005 and shared some pretty insightful inside deets about the world of Broadway and the future of theatre after COVID-19. It's actually, it's pretty fascinating to hear Jenna Lee Green's story starting from an early age in a church theatre production in Los Angeles. The podcast is called What She's Having. And if you can manage to get through Ashley Eskew's Valley Girl accent, I would recommend listening in. Moving on to something uh, semi-related. I recently watched that Shakespeare Society show, Then I'll Be Brief. I thought it was pretty good. Plenty of Griffin cast members like Constance, India, Shannon, and... Huh. I kind of... I forgot her name. Uh, was it Steph? Sophie? No, that can't be it. Uh, Josephia? I think she was, like, Belgian or something. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Nah, I'm only kidding, Sophia. Griffin representing, yeah! I think we might have the next Jenna Lee Green here, even though some of you have Melissa Joan Hart or Lindsay Sloan vibes. Uh, how long is that? Ooh, we're actually reaching the minute mark, which is pretty impressive, actually. I'm afraid I'm kind of out of things to say. It's, uh... A little hard speaking without a script and speaking from the top of my head. And it's a little harder when it's a bit by yourself. You don't really have the sort of chemistry and dynamic you have with a secondary star. So if you're really interested in uh, coming onto the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, I'm afraid that's time to uh, wrap up. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Hopefully next time I'll be back with some Netflix recommendations. 
Take care and don't forget that Riverdale sucks and I wouldn't recommend watching it even as a so bad it's good show. Just, just don't do it. I'm Brad. Good night.